Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Um, it's so <laughs> what's funny is that I was thinking this morning is that it's been so long since I podcasted and it had because we only had four episodes on here, but I had actually recorded episode five like in June and I thought I published it, but I didn't. <laughs> so I just published that for y'all. And um, yeah, but I recorded that like back in June. So, and then we'll have this recorded. Um, yeah, so gosh, it's August, according to my podcast stats. I haven't done anything since May. Um, I appreciate that there are some of you listening and following along. I love that. Um, if you ever want to come say hi or chat, please come find me on Instagram or TikTok. I'm at the pages are calling. I would love to hear from people. Um, Honestly, like this wasn't an endeavor to like get me money or a well-known name or anything like that. I just wanted an outlet to create and express myself because I'm, I really, uh, to be honest, I, I really actually struggle to express myself. Um, I know part of that is probably because I, when I was little, I was used to expressing myself and being told that like the way I expressed myself was not working, right? Like this isn't gonna, you know, so I, a lot of feedback in my life from the time I was very small um, to about how like, yeah, like how like the ways I do things or the ways I don't want to do things just uh, don't seem to work or fit in. Um, yeah, uh, the episode I just published before this that I thought had been published since June. I, I do hope you all enjoy. I'm uh, I literally was playing Disney's <laughs> Dreamlight Valley during that and. Um, and I had maybe smoked a little bit. Yeah, that definitely happened. So that's a fun episode. It's um, it's just a little rambly, but it's basically me talking about how I make content in real life when I'm like talking to people or doing whatever. So how come I can't? like actually just make content. <laughs> um, so. We'll see. Um, yeah, so, gosh, what did I wanna talk about today? Okay, so today I think I wanna talk about, I hope I'm close enough to the microphone that you all can hear me. Okay, so today I want to talk about, you know, a friend of mine on um, Instagram 
had posted something about how their neurodivergence is kind of a moment in time where they had to come to grips with the realization that they, that being neurodivergent, it is like hard. They, they described it as being like incompatible with the kind of like adulting realities of life. And Oh my gosh, that that just spoke to me so much because yes, I I feel that way a lot from um the fact that I am not an early riser. Like I have trained myself to get up by nine-ish, and that is working pretty well, but anything before nine is still early to me. And I, I cannot imagine jumping out of bed at like six or seven. Um, you know, so like my sleep schedule has always been different. And when I get energized and when I need rest, seems like it has always been different from this like kind of business hours, business days world we set up. Um, the the way i work being a neurodivergent queer human you know the the ways i understand things the ways i i get work done they're there's nothing wrong with them and the fact that for almost all of my life, I have had so many people and places treat me like there is something wrong is really hard to deal with. And I'm sure some of you might be listening to this and thinking like, eh, it's not that big a deal or you just figure out how to do things your own way. I do. And I still carry around this grief from being a little girl and a young girl and a teenage girl and a mid 20 something. And, a you know, that is this like grief of not being able to fit in because of my neurodivergence, because of my queerness. Um, I'm using queer to refer to neurodivergent too, along with the other things it means. Um, yeah. So it's just, um, it's just upsetting sometimes. It's, it's a lot to carry around. Uh, I am doing my absolute best to process these emotions, feel, deal, heal, as my favorite Instagram therapist uh, at Tiffany Rowe would say. Um, and it's still a thing, right? You know, and like with my personality, especially, uh, I'm in in the Enneagram. If any of you know anything about the Enneagram, I am a type four. And type fours are um, 
they tend to be really biased towards sad feelings. We tend to be like, oh, sadness. This is something I'm familiar with. This is something I know. I'm going to embrace sadness. Um, And that really is something I do definitely as an Enneagram for. I also, I was just reading something about how like um, with Enneagram fours, it can be hard to establish like a good emotional middle ground. There tends to be mood swings. That is 100% me. Um, And my friend just sent me this tidbit, which was that their Enneagram 4's physical energy tends to contract and collect in the middle of the body, which is why self-expression through music, dance, writing, creative work, or parenting is so important. And I love that because the majority of the – kind of health issues I have are definitely around my core and stomach area. And I have always had this feeling that some of them are directly related to old traumas I've experienced. It's almost like a lot of my childhood trauma and things just got stored in my belly. Um, I get nauseous a lot, like all kinds of things. So yeah, just, just interesting. Um, so yeah, on the note of feeling like you don't fit in with the realities of what it feels like the world expects of you. um, I had been doing a little bit of contract work for someone in my area and I had known them through a previous uh, contract team we had both interacted with and I felt like Um, you know, we talked about some ideas and they approached me with some things and it's like, yeah, we could do this. And like, um, like, yeah, so we set up a plan and we did a little scope of work and a contract and all of this. And we started like mid to end of June and then July, last month in July, my whole, my whole month was shot. I... I went camping in like the second week of July. We drove over to the coast. I was really looking forward to that. And my uh, family happened to live there at the time. And when we got there, my family announced that they were having an emergency and that they needed help with an emergency move. And, you know, families can be stressful doing a bunch of work you didn't plan on and really didn't want to do um, during your vacation is also stressful. There was a lot of stuff with money going on um, on my family's side and on my side too. And it was all just it was all just really, really stressful. Um, and I, I didn't handle things well in July. I did absolutely the best I could, but I had completely overshot my nervous systems and emotional systems window of tolerance. I was not, I was, I was not able to 
complete a lot of the things I wanted to in July. Well, nothing really because I overextended my nervous system so much and I was so dysregulated that I was exhausted. And um, even things like that, like, you know, like I've got this going on. I didn't exactly tell this client this is what's happening, but I just tried to do the best with what I had, but it wasn't a lot. And, you know, and some uh, another reason why I didn't want to tell the client, like, hey, I'm having some personal stuff, blah, 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 is because, well, one, I wanted the money. And this is where I will tell you that anytime I have done something or taken on a job or a contractor, et cetera, because I needed or wanted the money, and that was like one reason to stay above anything else because we always need money, right? Freaking money. Um, it It's never worked out for me. It never works out for me. So, um, so yeah, so I didn't mention anything to the client partially also because in the past when I have said things to clients, they've kind of just, a lot of people have just kind of looked at me and been like, okay, so how are you going to do all the things you need to do? Basically, like, like I feel like there's no compassion for what's happening and no compassion for attempting to like change the work schedule or change deliverables so that your your team member can, you know, relax and not burn out. Um and that that's also, I'll be honest, that's also a really crappy feeling. It's up there with that grief I carry around from like never just quite fitting in how I would have liked to. Um because it's like, okay, so I took a chance and I was really authentic and transparent with this person. And now they're kind of like not holding it against me, but in a way it feels like that, right? Like, okay, so thanks for telling me, but you're still going to do all the things you're supposed to do, right? And it's like, well, I was hoping that starting this conversation or as I just told you, sometimes I've literally told people I need to change my work schedule and they're still just like, how are you going to do what you're going to do? And it's like, quite honestly, I don't know, but I know that if I don't regulate my nervous system back down and don't get many steps away from this precipice of burnout, that I will burn everything down to the ground, incidentally. Uh, so, so yeah, I had this client, we're doing this work, and I, I almost immediately started feeling things from them that like maybe they weren't super pleased. But because I am a neurodivergent human, because I am a um an anxious human, because I am a human who deals with mental health stuff in my life, I don't always let my anxiety run everything. Because if I assume that my anxiety is like knows if I assume that my anxiety is correct, then that usually doesn't work out very well for me. But, there, excuse me, but there are a lot of times where it is correct and I have, in this 
that comes later. Um, you know, so I had asked, um, I've been looking for a part-time job to get out of the house where I live so I can get a little more money coming in and, um, so I can socialize a little bit cause I love working at home and I love working on the computer, um, and doing my remote jobs. And sometimes they're lonely, you know? <laughs> um, so I had messaged, I'd send an email about that. Hey, I know we have your, a recurring meeting on this day. If, um, I'm considering taking some positions that might interfere. What other times do you have on your work schedule to change them? And I got an email like, yeah, I can change them. But immediately they said, you know, like, if you don't think you have enough time or you don't blah, 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 you know, like giving me an out. And I almost was just going to respond to it and be like, well, yeah, you know, maybe I should, blah, blah, blah. But I decided not to because I didn't want my anxiety to lead. Um, and then there was another moment where one of our check-ins, I, the deliverables I brought were kind of like not what we were hoping for. Um, you know, so we made another plan, et cetera. And then an email I got yesterday putting the contract on hold for a while was basically saying that the person I'm working with needs to do a lot of work to drive things forward and they don't have time right now. And it's like, yeah, that's probably true because the project is like, I need, I need other input in order to get the project done. Um, but also my main point in this is that I saw this coming, right? I felt like this was a thing that was coming. There was even, um, I was doing some social media and marketing stuff, which I am a boss at. If anyone needs help, please reach out on Instagram and hire me. Mwah. Um, and, um, during one week I had posted on my own personal LinkedIn that I had no idea what to do with LinkedIn or how to use it, etc. And then the same client emails me and is like, wait, why are you helping me work on social media for LinkedIn if you don't know how to use it? So then I had to explain that that post was personal, that I meant that I don't know how to use it for myself. I don't know how to talk about myself on there. I'm not sure how to highlight. Like, my resume isn't supposed to go in the experience part. So what is, how many words do I use? Do I need short hooks? Like, am I making teaser quotes about my jobs? I, it, it's just a little confusing for me. I'm not sure how to talk about myself on there. You know, so, so that was a thing where they thought, um, you know, that, that gave them a red flag. I also, um, you know, because of July and I was not really doing well, I had to reschedule some meetings. Um, and like last week I rescheduled it and then I sent in the things I had worked on. And then I just got this meeting ending, this email ending the contract. And, you know, overall, I, I think that's fine. This person did say that they wanted to talk to me on the phone a little bit more, but I think that I might actually decline a phone call. I did already say I was available, but I think I might just actually say I don't need one because I don't know about you, 
But sometimes I find that when people say things like, I'd love to talk to you about this more, or I'd love to have a discussion about this sort of like sticky point we have, more often than not, they want to blame me or the other person. And I feel like I can kind of feel that happening. And I I feel like that could be happening or could be an an output. So I I just I just don't want to do that, you know? Like clearly we didn't work well together and we'll just move on. Um on my end this person was in a very like professional role, professional level. Um, and I did in some ways always kind of look look up to them um, and the work they did and were capable of. And I think I had convinced myself because I knew this person years ago when I used to work at my old nonprofit job. Um, I think it's some, I think somewhere along the way I had convinced myself that there is something for me in this really, I'll just call it this like corporate professional ish kind of world that I see people in that I don't feel like I'm in. But every single time I have tried to step in or tried to even work adjacently with people in that world, uh, it it just hasn't gone well. I feel like I'm just micromanaged. I feel like the people giving me tasks and expectations sometimes, like th- they are expecting too much. Um, it just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit with me. And that's okay. Um, because all the really amazing, great opportunities that have come for me have come through the connections I know, the connections I make, just using my authentic self and personality. So I'm just going to keep sticking with that. Although I really do need to start making more content so people know I exist. Um, yeah, so this wasn't a good fit. Ugh. But I spent yesterday after getting that email kind of feeling like I'd been poo-pooed or stepped on, you know, um, rejection-sensitive dysphoria will do that to you. But I was able to go for a walk. I regulated my nervous system. And ultimately, it's not a good fit. And I don't want to be working with people that make me feel that way, right? Because that feeling that I had this whole time, even though I tried to just power through, you know, was telling me it wasn't a good fit either. So, <sighs> so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, so I'm gonna keep looking for work, keep looking for more clients, try to expand my skills if I can. And, um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop now. We'll see when we do another episode. Hopefully, it won't be two months from now. I hope you, all you dinosaurs, are well. Again, if you want to come say hi, I'm 
at the pages are calling on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks so much.